Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. The following program was produced by an independent community producer. The opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of the ECAT staff or board of directors. To you from underneath the peach blossom It's time for an episode of Be Awesome Find positivity throughout your life and work Just like our mascot rooster, Steve the Jerk Hello Be Awesome listeners, viewers, watchers, followers, likers Anybody that's part of our podcast here, um, I'm your host, Joshua Peach, and we are trying something different here, thanks to my amazing uh, friend here, Adam, at Easton Community Access Cable, ECAT. Um, We are recording a whole bunch of episodes because over the last couple of months, the last episode we did was Auntie Zaza's March 31st. And uh, we're in September. And so we want to keep this thing going. We're going to do four or five episodes uh, at a clip. And I'm on the third recording. And um, I'm excited. My voice is probably getting a little bit tired. But uh, I'm so excited to have today's guest. We've been trying to have uh, an episode here for probably, I've been pushing for almost a year to get them on here. And uh, uh just I learned about their program and just thought it was amazing to share with our listeners and with the world. So Aaron Goggin, I put a post on LinkedIn probably a year or so ago talking about a program that she had started with her friend and coworker, Denise Franzen, and she's going to fill in the blanks on this stuff. I'm going to tell you my side of the story. And she put a post about starting a program for their kids um, who were in the fifth grade at the time of COVID and, and any grade that a child was in during COVID, that was a traumatic event for everybody. But for kids, um, it really, it, it knocked a lot of them out of whack, um, with how they felt, where they felt, felt it, feeling in what they were feeling a part of isolation, a million different things were, um, were side effects of, of COVID. And so, um, Aaron and Denise started a program called the In-Between or in-betweeners, in-between, or in-betweeners? The in-between. The in-between. Mm-hmm. Uh, started a program for their kids, and uh, they expanded it, and it's it's open to anybody. And I, I read the post, and I learned about it, and they happen to have the spa- a space in the Y that was provided for them, which I am uh, on the Board of Governors for the local Y, so I, I called over and asked some information about it, and come to find out that Aaron and Denise work where I first worked at Will Work, Inc., uh, an exhibit group and, and general contracting company here in the town of Easton. Uh, Billy Nixon, the owner there, is a is a dear friend, a great, great human being. And, and they work there together. And so there's all these little pieces of putting it together. And uh, we have Aaron here today to talk about the program, why it started, what it's all about, their, their vision. We won't call it strategic vision yet, but their vision right of where there. they want to be. They're going to get there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, why it's so important that programs like this exist and need to exist, not just in Easton, but in other places. So I hope that was a proper introduction, Erin. You did a fantastic job. Yeah. So welcome <laughs> to the podcast. This is your first podcast. Yes. This yes. was this was where a little bit of the hesitation was. You thought you didn't know what you were walking yourself into. Yep. yep. Uh, totally get it. I don't know what I'm walking myself into on most days. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, tell tell us a little bit about. Um, let's go back. Let's go back to. Um, let's talk about you know probably the last three or four years and where the buildup was or where, what you were seeing that that made you realize that you know maybe some traditional programs weren't where your kids wanted to be or what that all that stuff is. So, um, well, I just want to say that I am missing my better half, Denise Franzen. She's a lot more articulate with uh, relaying information, and she's just lovely. So she is the reason why I uh, got a job at Woolwork, because she had posted uh, on the mom's page, and uh, we had connected years before uh, with another social group. Both of us had jacks at the time in second grade, and both were struggling socially. But it was a paid group. Um, so anyway, fast forward, got the job at Woolwork and, um, last summer I realized that just talking to people, I mean, I love talking to people and, and I was noticing people were struggling to get through their day. Um, and the more I thought of that, the more it made me realize, well, if we're struggling to get through a day, um, then how are the kids doing? Uh, are they feeling the same thing that we're feeling? Are we paying attention? You know, mm-hmm. how much are they noticing? Um, so it made me, it made me worried because my, uh, son had had struggled in fifth and sixth grade, uh, with bullying and he was about to enter seventh grade and I didn't want him, you know, I just wanted him to be okay. So I started talking in the office about my thought on society and people. And, um, we kind of, Denise just started talking to me about, you know, oh, I, I've been trying to get a group going, um, trying to meet at the local park and, and it happens maybe once, but then they don't show up the next week. And she was struggling to help her son make connections. Um, so we just started talking and I and came up with this idea, you know, um, I approached Denise the next morning and I said, what if we approach the Y? Um, because I had worked at the Y when I first moved to this town, uh, which was like the greatest decision I could have ever made because it, I, to be honest, did not love people before and, um, in the training, the director, Darcy Paiva, had said, you know, everyone that walks through that door, say hello and say goodbye, because that could literally be their own, their only conversation in a day. Yep. So I took that to heart and started making connections. And uh, I had a good enough relationship with Darcy that I knew we could approach her on this, because I know the kind of person she is and the amazing things that the Y does uh, for our community. So I texted Darcy. I said, I have an idea. Can we talk? She said, absolutely. So I approached her about my concern. And I said, I know that there are kids that don't have friends. Um, They don't play a sport. So or they don't play an instrument, or they literally just don't know how to make connections. Um, They're not given that opportunity or they don't take it. I I don't know. So I asked her if we could use, because I know they had just set up a teen room. I saw a post and 
I said, is there any way we could just use that space, um, you know, a few hours a week? And that's how it all started. There was mm-hmm. no hesitation in her answer. Only concern from Darcy and the why, you know, is this, you know, she was saying, this is, this is an issue. This is, this mm-hmm. is a need for the community. And I said, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I had experienced bullying as a kid and, um, you know, I'm not the only one I know that feels this way. That trauma stays with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you're bullied. Um, and in the 80s, they never addressed that. In the 90s, they started talking about it. In the 2000s, you know, everyone's aware of bullying, but they're not there yet. Mm-hmm. And until they get there, then, you know, we'll do what we have to do. So, um we came up with a game plan for Wednesdays. The um, now, mind you, we we have not uh, figured everything out yet. We're still in the middle of doing that, like transportation and such. So what we do is we meet um, right outside the school grounds, and uh, on Wednesdays, and we take a walk down to the Y. And our thought was, in that time, uh, the kids can bond. That started in October. Um, we had about four or five kids. Um, we had reached out on the local mom's page. Um, but mind you, in doing that, I was very apprehensive about how to do it the right way because I didn't want I didn't want to put a flyer or an ad out because I you know, not to be negative, but I didn't know if it would get in the wrong hands, you know, be fuel for fire, right. whatever. Um, so we were meticulous about the way we got our information out in the group and um, had some conversations. And so the group started in October of last year. And, um, you yeah, know, it was about four kids. So we run it every Wednesday. And, um, we're now at about, I think, 14 kids, give or take, you know, one or two. Um, all high, all same grade, different grades. So they're all, they're different grades. It was meant to be a middle school program, but we don't turn any of the kids away. So like sometimes siblings will come, um, which we, we, we try not to always do because we want the older kids to have their time. Um, but we have parents that have reached out to us, you know, like fourth, fifth graders that want to join. And mm-hmm. so we don't turn them away. And if we had high school kids that wanted to join, we um, we would never turn them away. So the concept is just, you know, it's literally what I stressed to Darcy and Denise uh, in starting this was that we didn't want it to be anything like school. We just wanted them um, to know that they had a safe place. Sorry, I know I'm all, all over the place, but in, right. when I was doing my research, I we were going to have this start like go like five to seven, but I found that um, that window of time, the the three to five six o'clock hour for mm-hmm. kids in middle school, that tends to be when the parents start to feel comfortable enough to leave them alone. So. You know, even driving around town, you'll see kids that like, you know, just hanging out because there's nowhere to go. Right. So we wanted to provide a safe place for them to go, the teen room at the Y. Um, 
where they could just decompress, chill out. Um, we had a local store uh, emporium in Easton. Phenomenal. The, the man that runs that, Eric, has always been very kind to me um, when I was working at the Y. He made donations and such. Mm -hmm. So we reached out to him and said we want to purchase some of these things for the team room. And he gave us way more. He was so generous. So we made this room for them. Darcy got beanbag chairs. Um, we tried to kind of think what would they want, what would make them comfortable. And so the first meeting was all of the parents and um, and Darcy as well. And we didn't know what to do. We right. just We just started talking and we were talking and talking and I finally realized the kids look so bored. So I said to Darcy and Denise, let's just step outside, give them some space. Literally within the first 60 seconds, they were like laughing and, mm -hmm. you know, the parents were out of the room, so they could have fun. And that was when, that was the moment they started bonding. Yeah. And so there's a lot to, to kind yeah. of bring. <laughs> Sorry. So no, um, so I think one of the things that you said was um, they're not there yet about bullying and I and I think it's a we're not there yet. I think we're all, not there all, yet. all of us. I Correct. think it's everybody. And I think it's people that were bullied and I think it's people that are bullying were bullied and bullying. I think it's an a total mindset and it's a lot of work. Um <clears throat> and it's a collaboration. It's removing the blame. And I was bullied and I bu I I bullied people, I'm sure. I know You're I did. Right. I know right. I did. I, I know I did. The same way. Um I have a traumatic event to tell me that I did. That was awful. Um, the way that I found out, one of the ways I found out, and I, I was bullied. And I think that, you know, for, for me, I have to remove blame and I have to also accept the things and I have to say, all right, these are the things that are wrong or that are right. And, it, and it, as a parent, we we can all fall down that, that silly trap. I mean, I, I see, I saw a commercial recently where, um, you know, it talks about where do kids get that nastiness from and, it, and it's got the the mother that's watching the Real Housewives and saying, "Oh, I can't believe her! Why is she wearing that? And what's she doing?" Mm -hmm. And da, da, da. It's a mindset the kids are learning from their parents, right? So it's right. everybody, right? It's everybody everywhere. So I think it's it's we're not there yet as a collective group, no, and you're that right. we all have to work together for that. Um, one of the things that's that's kind of interesting to me: middle school in Easton now is sixth, seventh, and eighth, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, because it was sixth when I was here. It was in the where the the um, on the top of the hill across from the Rockery. That used to be the middle school. Oh, wow. Yes, that's okay. where, that was, that was, uh, it was some fifth grade and then sixth grade. All of, the entire sixth grade was there. And then it was junior high school. So middle school was literally one year. You went, um, in Easton, when I was here in the 80s and 90s, went through the system, it was um, K through five, was either at Center, Murrow Hall, Northeastern Grammar, or um, the across from um, um, right on Main Street, drawn a blank. Um, that was Northeastern Grammar. Um, and then you went from fifth grade, you went to sixth grade at the at the top of the hill across from the Rockery. Then you went to where the middle school is now. That was seventh, eighth, and ninth. Weird. And then you went 10th, 11th, and 12th in the high school. So when you said middle school, I'm like, sixth grade, how many kids? It's not a lot of kids. It's a lot. It's a high percentage. But even still, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade with about a 3,600 student, if I remember correctly, 3,600, 3,700 student school district, sixth, seventh, eighth grade is about 900 kids. You're, you're, uh, you know, you're almost at 2% of the total school population in the middle school in a grassroots effort of walking from the middle school to the Y once a week for three hours. Uh, you've got almost 2% of the total student population that's interested in coming and doing this. Um, I think that says something. Um, you know, I think that says that there's a lot more kids 
that are feeling the way um, that you're talking about than we think, right? There's um, a lot of lonely kids out there, yeah. Yeah. There's, um, we've had kids come to the door and mm-hmm. not be able to make it in. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's, is that the pressure of society? I, I don't know. Or are they just afraid what's going to be on the other side of that door? Yeah. You know, it's really hard to say, but this group, you know, they're really, um, they're just awesome kids, really, yeah. really good kids. And some of them have had quite a time um, dealing with bullies. So, yeah. Um, one of the other things you said was that you were you were experiencing um, people that were having a hard time going through the day. And I was saying, is this adults? Is this kids? It was adults that you were having this right. understanding with. And then you were saying, if it's us, if, if it's adults and what are kids feeling like? Um, were you were you aware of the challenges that your child or other children like, you, were you having those discussions with kids too to get to this point or was it just kind of like well the other thing was I um, so during COVID I was working with Alzheimer's patients as an aide so my my schedule was more flexible and open mm-hmm. um, so I was working, I don't know, I don't know how it came about, but when I was working at the Y, um, they approached me, Darcy approached me about doing the before and after school at Moreau. Mm-hmm. And I was there that September that they came back, that mm-hmm. all the kids came back and it was like so, it was just bizarre, it was crazy, but it was Moreau Hall, as you know, is a special, like, mm-hmm. magical school. I really miss that school. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, they used to have, I don't know if, oh, you, I don't know if I the love them. So Mr. There. Higgins. Oh, Wasn't he, he like, seven feet tall in, or something? Yeah, he's in, um, oh, my gosh, Norton or Mansfield. I'm not sure, but he's. I think he went to Norton. Literally, like, moving to Easton, it was like, we didn't know if we made, but you never know if you're making the right decision. That's the job um, of a parent. Because that school, yeah, and that school <laughs> was, like, so outdated, but it was, like, about a week or two when we're like, okay, we made the right choice. This place is unreal. Yeah. These, so the teachers, and I don't know if this is a good thing to say, but when the kids came back, their main focus, you know, it was like, the only thing they were concerned with was the kids. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Are you okay? That's, you know, like, yeah. are they learning? Maybe, maybe not. Let's get them settled. And I was so in awe of how they handled the kids and it made me, you know, think, you know, how much more support, you know, how can we help and and kind of build on this amazing school system that we have? Um, so, you know, I I don't know. I just I I guess we were all struggling, and I just wanted to do something about it. Do so, you, do you think that we were struggling before COVID? And COVID is a good thing that it brought awareness to us. Like, you ever think about that? Because I think about it all the time. Um, because mental health wasn't a, a discussion topic. It wasn't a no. rec- it wasn't as recognized as it is today. And it wasn't. And it was COVID that we talked about isolation, and we talked about feeling of of being, um, you know, lonely and 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 having serious depression and everything else. I think I think a lot of it. This was here, but we were we were blind to it. Um, I think that the world had. I think you know the world has turned upside down, and people are feeling their feels to the max, much harder than they were before. Why? 
I don't know. Yeah. Is it because, you know, people always say, I hear so many people complain about humans and and how awful they are, but it's made us, I think, aware that we truly need each other. I think that yeah. being so isolated did something to us and, you know, that we need, and this is going to sound cheesy, but we need each other. Mm-hmm more now than we ever have so and it's not just and i'll say it's not just the kids that need Mm -hmm. social support the adults do too because you know i don't know people are struggling and it just it's just tough so i i feel bad when i hear someone saying that you know they're having a hard time with life and and i hear it so often yeah um and yeah no it's it's um you know, it's something I hear all the time. And you and you asked me what I did. We had, and this is this is what I find that's interesting. With you know, we're having this discussion, and twenty minutes ago, there were six people sitting in the conference room at ECAT Studios, breaking bread or raising Villa Pizza, um, many for the first time of knowing each other and having incredible dialogue, Love it. complimentary discussion, mm-hmm. no no uh, nastiness, meanness. There wasn't a negative thing said throughout that whole interaction, which was. On the fly, it wasn't planned. It wasn't like, hey, let's do a meeting request and have a 12 o'clock right. lunch or have this or have that. Um, and, I, and I think what you're saying is, I think a lot of what you're saying is, is, is spot on. I think um, being around better people in many cases, uh, I think a lot of us struggle with who's in our circle, who's around us, who's encouraging us, who's supporting us. Right. Um, while I never met you in person until... And I don't even know if we talked at the Y event over the summer. It was kind of a blur. Um, and Billy's cookout on the 4th of July. I think tonight. I didn't go. That as well? I didn't oh, go to I that. Didn't. No, okay. I didn't. It was just chaos. But if there might have been someone that was <laughs> okay. strikingly good looking, that was a ama- amazing dancer that was That's there. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, I saw Co- I saw Coach dance, and I got a video of uh, Coach Nixon dancing out out there. Uh, oh, cut, I love cutting that. That's it awesome. up. Um, but um, yeah, we've we've literally this is our first in person interaction. Um, but I've just been a huge supporter of everything that you're doing because I know what you're doing is good. Um, and I, and I think that it's got, um, an amazing opportunity of awareness. Um, um, the, 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 one of the good examples, I had a podcast, um, with, uh, with a young man, uh, Jared and, um, he's from Pennsylvania and he came up to me and he said, um, I listen to your podcast. Never met the guy. It was, on a, it was on a show floor in, in Ocean City, Maryland. Oh, I love that. And uh, he said, I listen to your podcast. And I said, oh. I said, he says, I listen to the, the Gus podcast, which Gus Taravanian and, and, um, oh, and, yeah. and Easton. Yep, yeah. yep. Um, and they do the, the acts of kindness. Yep. Um, and he says, well, my son's name is Gus. I said, well, what are the chances? And he says, my, my son's got Down syndrome, which is what Gus Taravanian. Yeah. And, uh, and we started talking and he was telling me about um, this program that the Y in Pennsylvania that his son goes to that is the Diverse Abilities uh, program that is for that's kids awesome. like us. And they're wanting to expand the program. I'm like, that's fantastic. There should be more of that. Um, and what's what's interesting is I travel the country. I do a lot of work with schools and towns and communities and people and and things. And your program is one of the first ones that, I, that I've seen or experienced. And I'm like, wow, this is... This is all the right reasons for anyone and everyone. There's no, there's no qualification. Got to breathe, you yep. know. Originally from middle schoolers, but you're not going to turn anybody away. You got to take a little walk. Um, 
but everybody's invited and you've got support from from folks um and it's gone so far as you actually have some and i and fill in the blanks the you've got a ju- couple of juniors three or seniors volunteers, yeah, three volunteers three volunteers honor, honor society kids that are now they're, they're amazing the first week how did they get there we uh denise denise uh she she propels this group with everything she does we do as a team but she uh found them i don't know she made a connection with the person that um runs the honor society and these girls heard about our program and and reached out to denise and um the first week so we give them the Y offers the kids full access to the building um what we do is they have this teen room and denise and i we do monitor but from afar we try to give them their space because mm-hmm. we want them to make these bonds and mm-hmm. um know that we trust them and so sometimes we'll split up the group where half will stay in the teen room the other half will go to the group fit room mm-hmm. um and so Denise and I were running back and forth because it was like the first or second week. We didn't want to leave the volunteers alone yet. And um, so in the midst of switching, we regrouped in the hallway. And then I went down to uh, group fit and I was nervous because I didn't hear a thing. And these kids are so loud (laughs) in that room. They go like they just it's like they're unleashed. Um, I walk in and my daughter and like a bunch of kids are sitting in the circle and they're so engaged. The the girls are talking to them and and listening to them. Mm-hmm. And the kids are like excited that these big kids want to talk to them and take the time for them. So that's what we need more of is that peer, yeah. the peer connections and the elder peer. Oh, these these kids have been, and you know, one of them just said to us last week, we just we love this that you know, that you've given us this opportunity to do this because it is so important and it's so simple. I Mm -hmm. mean, we went to one of the kids had a 13th birthday party over the summer and we went and we were, we were just, we had the best time. Most of the kids from the group went and the mom turned to me and she was like, this is, this is her first uh, friend party. And I, and I was like, okay. (laughs) And made me feel good. But it also, it's like how many more kids you know, have we reached and, or can we reach? And, you know, we have so many things that we have to figure out, but, you know, I, the idea of this, you know, if this could spread, you know, Mm -hmm. a way to get this across the country so that, you know, every kid in every town has something like this, you know, because it's the thought of a kid being lonely and not having a friend and feeling hopeless, that just kills me. Like, yeah. Well, you and I are uh, close to the same age. I'm, I'm a yeah. little bit more year older. You missed my colonoscopy episode. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, about, I'm at that age. Okay. Um, but um, we grew up in a time where if you didn't have friends, you were just considered a loner. That was just you. Yeah. And in our conversation, I talked about how, at lunch with everybody that, that, you know, outside of what I do um, and outside of some other certain like circles, mm-hmm. I, I like to be alone with my family. Like I don't need, I don't need a lot, but even with that, I still need something. Uh, I think everybody does. And I think that that's, that's that acknowledgement that 13 year old, I mean, I'm, I'm just, 
it's heart heartbreaking to think that that 13 year old probably wanted to have a friend party before 13. Right. Great that you had it at 13, but it, right. you know, and the fact that you're doing it now is great. But how do we get to the you know 10 and 11, 9, 8, whatever the age is? And the high school. And it's hard, right? It's so hard. And and what you you know, I love this junior piece because it's it's a mentorship program, right? It's a buddy system. Right. Um and as our kids get older, as cool as we are, because like I'm really I was cool. just about to go there. <laughs> I am like I'm really cool. Like I'm We are so lame, Josh. Yeah, so you know. No, I'll tell you, uh, I talk about um I, I talk about my fiance Amy all the time. My kids um i'm convinced that that should my kids either of them go away to school um she's probably they're probably gonna want her to go with with them not not like to to, like they just love her like she is she's got massive cool points me not so much i got no cool points i get no none i try (laughs) but it doesn't it fails every time (laughs) that's probably that's probably where the where the where the breakdown is because I think I try to be cool, and I and I and I don't. And she just naturally just does her thing, and the kids just love her. But um, there's a lot of kids out there that don't have that luxury of having even parents that that try. And and this is the, one of the, the questions that I that I'm asking myself, and I'll put it out there is like, I'm just curious how many parents ha- have conversations with their kids about this stuff. Like how many parents are truly cognizant and understanding? And social media is just the devil. Um, it's bad for us. It's awful for these kids because they think that's what life is. You know, and yeah, and it's um, it's concerning to COVID and the lack of being connected with others, not just the kids, but all of us will cause a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm not waiting. I wasn't willing to wait for the ripple effect. I yeah. wanted to do something about it. Um, and we are talking about doing something similar with the high school, but it's like a whole different beast. And, you know, I said to the women that, um, we've met with talking about it, that I was very cautious about even doing this for the middle school. I'm like, you guys have to be, yeah, you have to just be very middle school is a tough time. It's yeah. In between is the right. I mean, they're not teenagers in most cases. They're not teenagers yet. They're getting ready to be. They're figuring themselves out. The beginnings of things like puberty and and then you throw in birds yeah, and the COVID and, and all shutting stuff. down yeah. the world and it's um, growing up too fast. <clears throat> it's a lot. Yeah. yeah, and you know this is at least with my kids. You know, my husband and I, we figured. With them, we're smart enough. You know, they'll figure out the books. We, mm-hmm. we instill kindness in them, and um, and we see that when we go and we we meet with the, the school, you know, the teachers and stuff. That um, they are kind kids, and it's just so important that I get that there's a weight. That we're all yeah. feeling the weight harder than we ever have before. But I, you just have to consider. You just have to consider being kind or trying. Um, yeah. And that's where this group comes in. These kids support each other. I mean, they just do. You know, it's, it's, um, and some of them have had, um, a rough, a rough go of it. So, so is, that, um, is there, are there rules? I'm assuming there's rules because you're saying be kind. I mean, do they, the, the, do you guys have to, I, sometimes I, they can get crazy. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm just, I'm just, I, I, I get the sense that what you're doing is you're getting kids 
that want to be kind. Maybe some of them may not know how to be kind because they haven't been shown how to be kind. But I get the feeling that all of the kids want to be kind and they want to be involved. They want to be loved. They want to be engaged and they want to be engaging. Um, but do you have like, these are the ground rules and you need to, you know, this, this is, this is what's required or is it, is it? No, we're not. I mean, we haven't, we haven't had to do that. Yes, they do get, they do get crazy. Um, and you know, kids have gotten hurt where, you know, it just, it's just how it is. They just go crazy. Um, but we, kids have gotten hurt. That's going to go down as well. <laughs> it's just how it is, right? I mean, they, they just, they're yeah. crazy, but they, uh, we don't. We, yeah. We're not, and I, I don't know if that's a good thing to say, we're just not super strict about it because we try to give them the freedom. Just figure the it out. The freedom, yeah, to, to um, yeah, to figure it out. And we, we've talked, you know, Darcy and, Denise and I, we, we have meetings every other week. How do we make this program better? And and how do we reach the bullies? How do we reach the ones that maybe don't know the effect that they have on other kids? Um, and we've talked about those things and, and um, I am welcome to any ideas from any of your listeners for in, in any facet of this group. Yeah. Um, but that's part of why I wanted to do this was A, get this idea out and B, if anyone has any ideas, be welcome at all. Um, yeah, that's a that's a that's a rabbit hole that all of itself because um, you know you got to think about when you say how do we get to the bullies? You know, some of them, many of them. Like I said, I I I know I I I was confronted that I bullied someone in a really bad situation that was that was traumatic for me that I I wasn't even aware of. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Probably didn't even know. And that's the same thing happened to me, I'm sure. It was a trigger effect there that I was, and I don't even want to say I was a bully. I was probably just a wise clown to someone at an earlier age. But it hurt deeper than you. And it it hurt that person a whole lot more than I even That's so tough. So, you know, when you say, how do you get to the bullies? I think a lot of them don't even know that they're bullies. And I think that that, you know... I think one of the challenges, and this is one of the challenges in my profession as a, as a public speaker and an inspirational speaker, for lack of a better word, being a hype guy for, for people. And when I go out, you know, I have somebody for an hour. It's 168 hours in a week, just in a week. I'm not going to fix anything in an hour. I'm going to start something. But I'm not going to fix anything. And I think the biggest challenge is a lot of times programs will do something and they'll say, yes. We did this eight-hour program, or yes, we brought this group in that talked about the importance of being good to each other, and didn't realize that it's it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. You can't we can't fix all of this. This this challenge that we have didn't all come as much in, as we in one to, hour. Right. It all didn't come here in an hour, so we can't fix it all in an hour. And I think that that's we have to have resilience and focus, and we have to play the long game. We have to say, all right, we need to have, you know, it's like some I've, I've been to some schools where they. They'll have posters that say "bully free zone," right on the hallways. Right, and I'll ask somebody, "What does that mean?" Well, no bullies are allowed. Well, do we know who the bullies are? Do the bullies know who the bullies are? Do what are you doing for education? What are you doing to show people what a bully actually looks like? Right. Because what we think a bully looks like might not be what people think. Because a bully isn't somebody that puts you in a locker and leaves you there, or beats you up, or steals your books, or takes your food, or tips tips your tray, or any of the things that you'd see in a movie, right? A bully is saying somebody's stupid. Right. A bully is making fun of somebody's shoes. A bully is 
you know, telling people about, you know, how poor they are or where they live or what they do or something, even if it's in a, in a joking fashion, that's, that could be bullying because that could really be traumatic and affecting someone that's, that's hurt it a number of times. And so it's, it's really educating people on the power of their words. It's not just the physical piece of it. Right. Cause that's what we look at a lot of times. Like a lot of times we don't hear about the, the traumatic stuff that comes with words in action it's it's the physical it's the it's the um some of the mental language i like the social media stuff which is bothering me where where kids are bullied yeah. on social media like mm-hmm. we, we we're we're behind in my opinion we're, we're behind in how we're treating things like there's just so many like when i was a kid right when i was a kid you were picked on you decide to fight you go to where the speed bump used to be at junior high school middle school you duked it out everything was was good and done right you, you didn't like somebody, you wrote something nasty in their yearbook. You know, they give you a yearbook to sign at the end of the year and you sign it and you're, you're a jerk or something, you know. <laughs> like yeah. there was these things that were happening and now these kids are doing things on they're Instagram or TikTok or, yeah. or Snapchat or any of these places and they're putting it out for the world or for thousands of people to see. And that trauma is just massive. And I don't think we do enough. As, as a society as a whole, as is like we're, we're we lock our sixteen year old down. Like we're paying for your phone. You know, you're not you're not going on all the social media sites. You're not doing all those things. You can you can do the things that are fair and within reason, and that a sixteen year old should do. But you don't have carte blanche to do whatever you want, say whatever you want, show whatever you want. That just mm-hmm. not happening. Um, and that doesn't. That's not everywhere. Well, at the tough, and this is a conversation for another day, but. The- they don't really have great examples. They see yeah. the adults and the way we act. Right. We act like morons sometimes. <laughs> you know, like people get so angry. I mean, it, yeah. with with politics, and I'm not going to get into that, but yeah. you know, <laughs> that was before COVID. That was like another thing that kids saw the way adults were yeah. acting. So where do you go from here? You either make a decision to be a better person and you be a good example for your kids. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, and I have, I'm far from perfect. I have so many flaws, but at least my kids see that I'm trying. Yeah, work you know? in progress. Right. I mean, I don't always make the right decisions and they see that and they should see that. But um, you just do what you can. Yeah, well, it's... It- that, that, that's been a learning lesson as an adult and as a parent for me is that um, if you if you don't show your kids that you do things wrong, they're going to be afraid to do things wrong too. Right. And we can't do everything right. And I stress that to my kids. I'm like, you, this is like the worst thing as a parent. You literally never know if you're making the right dis- the right decision. You know, you have good intentions and you try to make the best decision- decisions you can for your family, but... Yeah. It just is what it is. And you're talking to a growing mind that has a million things going on in it um, and can't relate because they haven't gotten to where you are and they're about anywhere between 20 and 40 years away from it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's that's tough. So um, back to your group. You said you want to grow this. Is that the vision is to... um, bring more awareness beyond the town lines have you talked to people in other communities have you invited other communities i'm asking you all sorts of questions i, I haven't asked you that i didn't <laughs> ask so i'm putting you on the spot so just tell me to shut up at any no, time you're fine um but 
have you is that something you've started to do is that something you envision doing like yeah um i reached out to um an, another organization uh, i believe they're in mansfield um just making connections with as many people as possible uh, i even have made calls to other parts of the country that run anti-bullying programs that have been successful mm -hmm. just to see what are they doing why is it successful i don't always get a call back but Mm -hmm. um so i lost my train of thought what was the question yeah <laughs> as far as if you're if you're planning on you know you well, want to expand so, this yeah i mean it's ideal that was part of why you know i knew that the why would be very open to the idea of assisting um the community but mm -hmm. i also had ulterior motives because i knew from working there that um our location was the start of a lot of programs um, mm -hmm. from my understanding that picked up across the country yeah so if the Y has that power to do that then that's what I want if this program once we we have to kind of fine-tune get everything sorted and mm -hmm. then once that's done I really hope this explodes and just goes everywhere every Y um, because the Y also works with the local schools and you're reaching a greater community. Mm -hmm. um, I am an idealist, I guess. So I um, I see we are capable of being better, um, you know, and, and I want these kids to know that they're, they're, that is there for them and there is better, you know, that, um, doesn't have to be lonely you know yeah. so this is <laughs> so this is every wednesday every wednesday after school so do i you leave. take the summer off or do you guys do wednesday no we off? ran we ran through the summer okay. um we offered it and we had you know it's, it was choppy here and there but we always had kids show up um mm -hmm. we did do a we have had the community the mom's page is uh sent money and donations our way so we've taken the kids to like altitude to just well, do something cool. fun yeah. yeah um and just going back to will work i mean billy has been amazing with um supporting this program and so denise and i leave early every wednesday and we go and we meet the kids um on the corner and we we can hear them before we see them usually yeah. they all come out together and um, we'll either drive down, walk down to the Y. We always stop at the store. They get their snacks. We go back to the Y. And um, we usually just kind of make sure that they're good and we leave them. And that's every Wednesday until 5. Um, sometimes we'll take them for walks. And we have things planned where we're going to bring in, um, I guess, like guest speakers. You know, yeah. we've had people offer to teach uh, art to the kids um i'm hoping to uh do photography classes things like that because uh, it's i don't know i would love to be able to offer that and, yeah. and all but but keeping in mind that um we we never want to charge oh it's going to be you you're, you're you're self-funded and no fees i nothing yeah because people so, these days are struggling financially too and and um other groups that are social i've had to pay for them and it's 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 a 
that's the struggle. So, um, so you welcome donations, but by the sounds of things, you're getting donations from the moms. We club, welcome, so. yeah, we welcome donations, but we we also, to be completely honest, feel weird about taking them because we are not an established nonprofit. We are just kind of mm -hmm. um, affiliated with the Y. So we kind of suggest people make donations, you know, to Darcy in our favor. And Darcy has been, you know, she's been awesome. Like she, we'll show up and she'll have pizzas and drinks ordered for the kids just as a random treat mm -hmm. you know the pool's open they get to go swimming um we'll go over take walks to uh oliver ames estates mm -hmm. and uh that's always a nice time the kids i don't know they just they'll complain about the walking and and yeah. all that but that's usually when we connect the most is when we're we're outside yeah and it's not always you know sunshine and roses you know sometimes we have to deal with struggle in the group but they do work it out and there's never really been any real issue and are you buying the snacks for them on wednesdays or are they they, they um sometimes yeah some uh for the most part we use the funds that are donated but you know yeah. denise and i paid for where do you guys go own. uh for snacks yeah. we'll, go, we'll go to like the peach or darcy yeah the peach um or darcy will, great name right yeah. <laughs> or darcy will grab us stuff at walmart yeah okay um, so that is wild. Um, that is wild what you've done. I mean, you should be proud of yourself, first of all. Um, you and Denise should, should uh, you deserve to tip your hat a little bit every once in a while because um, there's so many people that um, see something and do nothing, right? They see something and they, they just, they talk about it or they say, I wish somebody would. And you saw it, you had the vision and you were fortunate. I mean, you had some stars aligned, right? You had you have a great boss that allows you to leave work early on Wednesdays. You had you had the 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 Y relationship. I mean, you had a lot of pieces of the puzzle that were already there that 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 helped you. But you you did it. You stepped up. You said this is something that needs to be done, not just for the the greater good of my kids, but for the greater good of the community. I mean, you're talking about two percent two percent of our kids in one one section of our district is a lot of kids. Right, that's a lot of kids that are that are feeling lonely. No percent of kids should feel lonely. No kid, percent of kids should, should be hungry, uh, or any of these issues that we that we struggle with today. And when you talk about, um, you know, I when I grew up, I never knew that there were kids that were homeless or without a place to go, or didn't know where the next meal was going to come from. And there's probably a couple hundred in our community, and we don't have a big community today. And um, so the fact that you've stepped up, and the fact that other groups like the Moms Club and others um have stepped up to support you and to, to, to do things mm -hmm. the outreach in 10 months mm -hmm. without um fanfare without you know being a five official 501c3 which people typically you know that's something that they want to be a part of and they get their acknowledgement and things but people that are quietly supporting you and cheering you on um and making sure that the kids don't go without um being self-funded uh and fee-free is it's, it's it's not really heard of so um, first of all, hats off to you and Denise for doing this, for stepping up. Thank you to the Y for doing what they do. I mean, you basically said that the East and Y is the epicenter of awesomeness for the YMCA's. I put those words in your mouth for you, but that's, you absolutely that's, should do that. That's that's what I that's what I, I like to say. It is. Sing their praises um, enough. I have. Um, it's, it has been an honor to serve on the board of governors for the last three years, and I've watched and seen things. Um, it's all too often looked at as just a. a 
a fitness center and a pool and, and people places. have no idea there's there's a lot that goes on there a lot of and work I, that goes yeah, on i worked at that desk i um, saw so much good there and uh well they do it behind the scenes i mean they're not going to tell you about the, the people that come in before work to take a shower because they don't have they don't have warm water at their house or they don't have right. a house they're not going to tell you about the clothes that they give to people to wear because those people are in our community so um a lot of their work is not seen their their most awesome work is not seen just like the in-between was not seen until today other than your posts and a couple of other things and so uh, i'm excited i'm gonna tell you right now i'm, I'm excited um i am i'm looking forward to seeing how this grows and expands i'm looking forward to seeing how you build this out to help other communities because easton's not a bubble i always say i say it's a bubble in a good way because we do get we're a very fortunate community in a lot of aspects in this aspect, we're not we're not in a bubble. Every community has this challenge, and I bet 100%. every community in middle schools probably has two to five percent of the kids that, if you gave this program an opening and an opportunity, they would jump right at it and say, "I want to I want to go someplace that I belong." And um, I'm amazed at that. So, um, you're, you're you're giving us you you weren't planning on coming for a pizza party. You got here a few minutes. This was nice. You got here a few minutes late, which I was running late, which we had it worked out. We got to have lunch, and you've got to get back to work. So. Here's a, here's the questions. How do people get a hold of you? What do the parents, kids in the community of Easton do to get involved or to come on to Wednesdays? And it sounds like donations can be made to the Easton Y mm-hmm. in um, if they want to in an honor on, of the in between. Yeah, yeah, in honor of the in between. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to call it the Breakfast Club, but people were like, "No, no one's going to get that." <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, how to reach me? I'm not sure I can coordinate with you on that. If you want to yeah. post, you're on, link- you're on LinkedIn. I am. On, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. They can Sp- for sure spell read. your last name because I I sure, butcher it's, it. <laughs> it's G A U G H E N. And we'll put that in the show First notes. First name is Aaron. Yeah. Okay. Um. So LinkedIn and um. You're active. Do, we, in, you're active in the fastest response time of anybody on LinkedIn. So <laughs> uh, I would say that's probably the best. I'm in place sales, to get you. so yep. I have to be. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, this has been great, and I really, truly hope that once we get more things sorted, that I can bring Denise and uh, Darcy ideally back with me. Yeah. Because Darcy, she just does so yeah. much for our community. Yeah. Once you're on, you have an open invitation. Oh, I so, appreciate that. Um, anybody that comes on the podcast and shares their story and talks about what they're doing, they've already passed the sniff test of being awesome. So it's <laughs> easy. <you. laughs> and the second podcast is even better than the, the first. So, awesome. I look forward um, to it. So it's, it, we'll look forward to having you. Maybe a yearly update at the very least to see oh, where nice. you're at a year from now. That can give us a challenge, right? They can give you a challenge of, hey, I want to go back. Yeah. I want to make sure we're better. Yeah. Um, and uh, just keep up the awesome work and, and keep, keep keep those Wednesday walks going or drives or what have yeah. you. And I'll tell you, if you're a local community and you can give um, anything as far as resources to support this organization, um, whether you have an activity um, that you can do. I mean, heck, Auntie Zaza's can come over and teach you guys how to do some knitting of, of uh, with yarn work. We'll and take and, it. and uh, I can go Bring over and learn because I got to learn how to do yarn work. But if there's any local businesses in Easton that think that they can support these kids in some way to either provide them with an activity awesome. or something that works. Yeah, reach out to reach out to the Y, reach out to Aaron, reach out to me. Uh, I know how to get a hold of them all. And let's make sure these kids have fun. Let's make sure these kids get to be kids. Um, and let's make sure that all of the kids in the town feel comfortable joining a program like this to uh, f- not feel lonely and feel good about themselves. And 
look forward to having birthday parties with other kids there and not being alone. So this is awesome stuff. I'm glad we finally got to have this episode and, and we'll, we'll, we'll look forward to the next one. Thank you. And um, that's going to do it for this episode. I'm wrapping up with episode four recorded here in just a minute. I'm not going to give Adam a minute. Uh, I'm going to just go, just tell him to keep, keep, keep the play going. Um, but this has been a great experience for me. Uh, as always, I can't thank my local Eastland Cable Access Television, ECAT, for providing the studio, providing Adam's resources for me to do these recordings, uh, give me the time to have these guests and do all these things. Uh, if you have a local community access television, be sure to support it. If not financially, make sure that the powers that be, the people that 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 pay for it, keep these programs going. It's it's more than cable. It's they're doing things on YouTube. They're they're providing information. They're in essence giving your community a time capsule. I'm going to be long gone. And ECAT is going to have my recordings on, just like they have some Tuesday night trivia from the 80s. I'm going to back you and, up, though. And, this, this is a great team. It, it this is, is a great team. You're it very lucky. It is an lucky. awesome team. We are very lucky. And I don't want to say we have the best because I don't know of any others, but we have the best. So um, thank you all. And you're going to hear Adam's story. Uh, and we're going to talk a bit. And uh, that'll do it from here. As always, five-star rating reviews on audio podcast platforms. Sub subscribe, share, like, comment. All positive stuff is is greatly appreciated. Share with your friends, and um, if it's if it's not if it's not good stuff, I don't mind having difficult conversations and learning what we could do better. Josh at beawesome.com is my email address. Drop me a line. I do respond to every email, and uh, I'll do whatever I can do to keep things going and make them good. So, in the meantime, if you can be anything, be awesome. Thanks again for joining. Thank you. Come to you from underneath the peach blossom It's time for an episode of Be Awesome Find positivity throughout your life and work Just like our mascot rooster, Steve the Jerk